Welcome to day number 13 of our 21 Days of Prayer campaign. And uh, to all those that are participating, I just want to say I'm so glad you're a part of this. Um, it's just beautiful to me to see people who just want to get closer to God and, and are doing anything they can to do it, including this 21 Days of Prayer campaign. Um, today's Saturday, and I'm sure you have plans, so we're going to get right into today's devotion. Uh, and today we're going to continue looking at the life of Moses and specifically the calling of Moses. Um, and in Exodus chapter 4, we find him taking a step back from God's call to rescue his fellow Jews from Egypt. He just, like, he, he balks at it. It sounds too big. And to be fair, it did seem like an impossible job, but that's the thing about working with God. He's going to ask us to do God-sized things. He's going to ask us to dream God-sized dreams and to think God-sized thoughts. But, but thinking and dreaming that big always leaves us feeling a little frustrated and a little scared, to be honest. I mean, how in the world are we supposed to accomplish these things, right? Those people will never listen to me, or my reputation is going to follow me into the conversation, or I think I might be disqualified from doing that. And all of the objections that we could dream up, Moses dreamt up and he used on God. And we find him in Exodus chapter 4 and verse 1. It says, Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say, the Lord never appeared to you? And doesn't that sound like our own doubt? Our own fears that people will think we're delusional or on a mushroom trip? I mean, you know, there goes that Jesus freak, always thinking they're talking to Jesus. And God decides to teach Moses something that's so liberating. I, I'm Seriously, if we can get this, we should never again be afraid of approaching something impossible for God. In verses 2 and 3, Then the Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? A shepherd's staff, Moses replied. Throw it down on the ground, the Lord told him. So Moses threw down the staff, and it turned into a snake, and Moses jumped back. And then the Lord told him, reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it, and it turned back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. I don't know about you guys, but there is no way I am picking that thing back up. Like, oh, well, I didn't really need a, st a staff today anyway, or, you know, I'll go get me a new staff. But God's not even done with Moses yet. That wasn't even the worst part. In verses 6 and 7, we, say, we see, Then the Lord said to Moses, Now put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand inside his cloak, and when he took it out again, his hand was white as snow with leprosy. Now put your hand back into your cloak, the Lord said. So Moses put his hand back in, and when he took it out again, it was as healthy as the rest of his body. Now, this is some scary stuff going on. A stick turns into a serpent. A, a hand is eaten up with leprosy in a moment. I mean, Moses had to be freaked out. And then God stilled the serpent and God healed the hand. And he, God says in verse 8, The Lord said to Moses, If they do not believe you and are not convinced by the first miraculous sign, they will be convinced by the second sign. So, Here's the big idea. Here's what we're getting at today. And here's what should set us free from fear anytime we know that God wants us to act for him. As we see these two miracles take place with Moses, what part did Moses actually play in the miracles? Like, think about that. What was his role? What did he do? Let's see. The first miracle, you know, what Moses was responsible for doing was to throw his staff on the ground. That was it. Just drop your stick, Moses, and then God did the hard part. 
On to miracle number two, the hand of leprosy. Moses' part, Moses' role, was to stick his hand inside his coat. Like he's reaching for a hanky, or like he's done probably a thousand times in the last few months as he gets dressed and undressed each day. And God did the rest. See, we imagine that God's plan depends on our ability, but it never does, and it never has, and it never will. God's God-sized plan always depends on our availability. Just be obedient. Just do the little things well. Just be able to drop a stick. All God wants is our participation, and he supplies the power. He knew Moses couldn't pull off the exodus, but that was never God's plan for Moses. He knew Moses couldn't part the Red Sea or dream up the idea of lamb's blood painted on a doorpost, but God didn't need Moses to do all of that. All he needed Moses to do was to obey. And when he obeyed, to not be scared of what happened in the middle of the miracle because he trusted God to carry it through to the blessing at the end. So I wonder, what God-sized job is in front of you? What impossible relationship or what impossible God-sized dream? What scares you? What are you scared to stake your reputation on? Remember this, you don't have to save anyone. You don't have to heal anyone. You don't have to deliver anyone or rescue anyone. All of those things are God-sized things and God alone can do them. All he needs you to do is obey and to not fear the mess in the middle and to trust him to carry out his plan all the way to the blessing. Today for your Bible time, of course, head over to Exodus chapter 4 and read until you have to stop and watch God do the amazing God stuff that God does. And let that fuel your dreams. God bless you today as you look around you to see what God might use on day number 13. 